now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, Aloha. Captain Dennis, we're your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And look, we got uh, some extra passengers, or actually some uh, uh, ringers uh, as part of the Just Plane Radio crew today. Uh, Dennis, uh, you know, I, I'll let you introduce Jeff because you met him at AirVenture, right? We'll go through that's that That's correct. First. Yeah, you know, the amazing thing about AirVenture is there's so many people that are coming up with new great ideas for stuff that we all just thought was common sense. And one of those was being prepared for a check ride, which I know you personally don't have any experience, and I'm not actually slamming you on that this time. Yeah, right. I could have. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> He's passive aggressive. I, you hear that uh, from AOPA. We have Tom yeah. Haynes with us today as part of the crew as well. And that, that's what I would call passive aggressive, wouldn't you, Tom? And then, well, you know, I am a Minnesotan by nature. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We also Don't have, you know. by the way, we have uh, Captain Tom uh, Mansker with us. So we have the two Toms uh, with us today as part of the crew. But, but Jeff, you met him at uh, AirVenture, and it's uh, LivelyAviation dot com is a website, right, Jeff? That's where what you uh, yes. at your full time gig, so to speak. Yes, sir. Yep. Sure enough, LivelyAviation.com is the best best place to reach us is the overall goal uh, is that to just uh, properly prepare pilots for their check ride is that the one of the or one of many things that you do through your website and your biz yeah sure so primarily uh, our mission statement is to provide uh, value to the aviation industry on a daily basis through safety professionalism and excellence and through uh, our main product our bread and butter uh, we we tab about the far aim for pilots across the nation. Um, you know, we've been in business for about two years now, and we've helped over 5,000 pilots with their, their flight training. And we're really excited to continue our operations and, and, you know, hopefully help thousands more. Well, I like it. You know, the, the philosophy is similar to what we do here at Just Plain Radio, except it's exactly opposite. Like, listen to Just Plain Radio, and here's what you don't do if you want to get your pilot's license. And I speak for myself. See, Dennis didn't even have to uh, bust my balls on that one. So no, you knew I would be all over it. So, right. yeah. so we had the same mission, uh, Jeff. So, uh, you know, we can bond in that sense for sure as, as far as what we do. Uh, with our uh, various aviation businesses. So so how is this working, Dennis? What, what is it that uh, caught your eye at AirVenture that Jeff and his, uh, his efforts are doing that you thought was pretty cool? Well, just the fact that you can either buy the FARAIM already tabbed out, which uh, is obviously a big time saver, or the fact that you can buy the tabs to put them into yours uh, if you wanted to. But the thought process here was that he's already gone through the effort and said, I'll, on all of these check rides that I've sent students to, these are the things that the examiner was asking about that the student would need to reference. And, you know, all of us in aviation, we think we're the smartest people in the world. Just ask us. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of information to be responsible for. And yes, we can keep a few regulations in our head and try to remember that the oxygen requirements are between 12,500 and 14,000 feet and all this kind of stuff. But why memorize that? 
wouldn't it make more sense to just pull out the FAIR, FARAIM in front of the examiner and yeah. go right to the tab that says oxygen and show him that you can find the information, you know where it is, you know what document. That, to me, makes a lot more sense than memorizing these pieces of knowledge. Right. Yeah, well, it sounds know. like uh, you're, you're paying Jeff to, to cough up his nerd notes. Because it was basically like, yes, you're you know, getting in class the, every the day. Notes, yeah. And uh, for lazier folks, like well, I don't know, I can't think of anyone. That could yeah, benefit well, you know, from I can't, that, I can't but, think of anybody who might yeah. benefit from this sometime in the next decade. Right. But how how did you come up with these tabs, uh, Jeff? Was this just from years of experience, or or what exactly? Sure. So I was primarily a couple years ago. I was primarily going through my instrument training and. Uh, I was having a really hard time grasping the regulations. Now, I, I, I know this is, you know, on, on a radio show, but here's the far aim itself. And you can tell it's a pretty thick book. Yes. So it, it can be very intimidating for, for pilots, especially in their beginning stages of their training. And, I'm waiting for the movie myself, but that's just uh, a personal <laughs> problem. But uh, but I get it. Yeah, it's big. And and, and so you got to tab these things out to kind of know where to go uh, to get the pertinent information quickly. Is that what happened, Jeff? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And uh, the one that I just showed you is from ASA, and they have a really um, a great tool at the front of the far aim, which essentially they, they have suggested study lists. So they have private pilot, instrument, commercial, uh, and uh, flight instructor, and CFII as well. And what what uh, my team and, my, and myself do is we go out, and we tab out each and every one of those regulations uh, pertaining to whatever certificate or rating you're pursuing. Hmm. Okay. And, and do you make it look like it's really been thumbed through? Like you actually give them the book that looks like it's been, you know, uh, worked over pretty hard. And then the examiner goes, wow, this guy's really, he's really got his stuff together. We do our best to, uh, we, we handle the far aims as gently as possible. Okay. Because All right. You got to, you got to work in your own, uh, uh, dog ears more or less and, and give it a little right. bit more personal touch, but you do tap them and, uh, and all that pertinent information, uh, is flagged. So when the examiner asks you a question, uh, you, you're allowed to look it up. That's part of the, uh, part of the test. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know. But if you sit there and take a half an hour to try to track it down, he's going to go, okay, this guy, he doesn't have a clue. So this, sure. this, yeah, so this helps in that regard, right? Yeah. When Dennis was talking about supplemental oxygen, you know, that's 91 to 11. And the only reason I can spit that off just right off the top of my head is because I've tabbed, you know, thousands of these books. And um, it that's part of what tabbing the far aim is, though, is learning your regulations and making better and safer pilots. And um, I truly think that our product makes a difference in the industry. And, um, you know, some, some people prefer, prefer the digital version, and that's totally fine. Like, um, I've had multiple conversations through email and ch- our chat box on our website, and people are like, hey, do you, have a, do you have a digital version? And at the moment, we don't. But, however, I like the physical product, and I thought to myself, man, if, I'm the, if I, I can't be the only one that likes the, the, the physical product. And, right. So what I did is the first day I put it on the market was May 4th of 2020 and we sold four of these books. And so I said, okay, great. I know that I have a product here that's going to help the industry. And that's what really got me going. Yeah. And that's what caught your eye, Dennis, at AirVenture? It just you know, exactly. thought it was a cool idea, huh? Yeah. I just was walking down the aisles of one of the hangars and all of a sudden I see a tabbed F-A-R-A-I-M went, 
hey, that's brilliant. You know, it's a lot better than the little 3M flags that are hanging off mine that have gone through three or four different uh, books that I've upgraded. And I have the digital version as well. And sometimes it is easier to go to the digital one and search for the term you're looking for. But if you've ever noticed how Google can give you a lot of irrelevant results, we see that too, even in ASA's uh, online or their digital version in the iPad. Yeah. Just trying to find it. So if you can just tab out the commonly used things that the examiner may be asking on a check ride, which ASA conveniently does in the front, or Jeff is providing the tabs right there that he's this is what he's seen on check rides, what his students have come back with, what other examiners have recommended that they uh, try to review during a check ride. Um, it's just going to make you seem that much more prepared. And maybe that oral will get done in an hour instead of dragging out to six hours while they probe the corners to make sure you really understand the the, uh, subject matter. Yes. I mean, the examiner has no idea that you had purchased this uh, Lively Aviation, uh, these nerd notes, so to speak, right? So he doesn't have to know. You don't have to tell him, right, Jeff? Right. (laughs) So it's not cheating. It's just stacking the deck in your favor. I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, before I came to market with this product too, I, I also got it DPE approved. There's a local, I won't mention his name, but there's a local DPE here in the central Texas region. And he thought it was a fantastic idea. And so I, you know, it's something that I wanted to make sure that um, on a professional level, uh, as far as the, the FAA goes, I, I wanted to make sure that this was something that um, would be of benefit to, to the community. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you know, livelyaviation.com. Check it out. Uh, you connect with Jeff, and we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Gators approach the great and powerful Rose. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So, you gonna ride shotgun with me, help me fly? That's the plan. This is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis from AOPA. Uh, we have uh, Tom Haynes, we also have uh, Tom Mansker, Captain Tom with us. You know, he was talking about his RV-9, uh, we'll get an update on that here in just a bit, last week. Uh, but we have a special guest with us right now, Jeff Jeff Lively, uh, livelyaviation.com. He's created, uh, well, he, he's selling his uh, nerd notes from class, from his flight training, and uh, p- uh, turned it into a business. I love this uh, concept. I mean, has it paid off your uh, flight training already with the number of books that you've sold uh, that are flagged for that? Uh, or wh- what do you think, Jeff? I, I sure wish, but, you know. Um, Working it, on it, huh? In operations. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tom Haynes, uh, you, you've been around a while. You've seen a great, uh, you know, some ideas come and go. What do you think of this? This sounds like uh, one of those things like, dude, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, exactly. No, congrats, Jeff. That's a that's a clever idea. Really, uh, really good idea. Someone who's taken a lot of check rides over the years. It's like, wow, I, I wish I would have had that. Right. Um, because uh, it is tough to find out. I mean, at least as Dennis went out these days, we can't, we have online digital versions that you can actually find some things, but Nothing beats, uh, particularly when you're sitting there with an examiner, you know, having the actual book in your hand and the fact that it's tabbed and, you know, I'd break the spine a little bit uh, to make it look like it's it's uh, well used. But uh, nothing like being able to quickly look something up in the book uh, is, is, is really helpful. So, uh, yeah, way to go. That's a great idea. Yeah. Now, as far as making it look worn, I mean, do you actually uh, take the book? uh it, itself and then you guys go through and tab it and kind of wear it out open it up break it like you know make it look like it's been used or d- does the pilot have to supply the book for you or how does that work exactly oh yeah so we purchase all the far end books through our supplier and we actually have a color-coded system so for each and for each certificate and rating uh depends on what what you're pursuing yeah you know, there, there's a color for each one so private is green uh instrument is red commercial is blue and flight instructor is orange. So it's very, very uh, specific to what regulations you need to know. Got it. Now, Dennis, you're a flight instructor. So yeah, you're aware of this little cheat sheet now. Uh, if you, if a potential pilot comes in with one of these, are you going to go, oh, I know what you're doing there, buddy. You're still going to have to know everything, which, you know, they're still going to want to test you. But are you going to be on the lookout for that kind of, uh, you know, crib note thing now? Or what do you think? If anything, I think that that's going to be a better student because they're actually trying to be prepared. And I don't think that this is something that you're going to use just for a check ride. I think every CFI should look at investing into this because those are the same regulations that you're going to be going over with your students or on a, on a flight review with a student. You're going to ask, be asking them questions about airspace regulations, uh, oxygen requirements, things like that as part of those flight reviews. So as the instructor, you can quickly go and open up and say, all right, can we drop anything from the air? And if so, 
how do we do that? You know, does the FAR have anything to say about dropping things from an airplane? Can we throw turkeys? Uh, you know, I, I swear wow. to God, I thought they could fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, training in Cincinnati, and I just thought that was part uh, of the protocol, uh, especially yeah. around the but holidays. It, yeah. So I don't want to promote it as just a check ride crutch. It's yeah. not. I okay. mean, I really think that anybody that is serious about aviation will benefit from this because it is going to help you access those frequently referred to regulations. Right. But if you saw, uh, you know, a student come in and uh, he had it tabbed, uh, is it the more worn out the book looks? You're like, okay, this is going to be an easy check ride day. Uh, Uh, Does that go through your mind as an examiner? Uh, You know, what do you think? Well, I've had an examiner tell me that exact same thing. He had a student come in for a check ride with basically books that were still, I mean, almost still wrapped in plastic. It's like, clearly you didn't go and actually refer to, you just have the stack of literature here that you were told you needed to refer to, but did you actually read them? No. So I think the fact that you, you take the time to tab it out, whether you have them do it or you buy the tabs and do it yourself, either way, it shows that you've actually invested a little bit of effort side of the requirements to, you know, prepare for this check ride. And if you can get that check ride not, you know, knocked out that much easier, less grilling from the examiner because you're prepared, it's going to make your your stress level go down dramatically. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll buy it. I, I think you know, when it comes to uh doing this stuff, the you know, more feathers in your cap, the more brownie points you can score with the examiner, the better. Especially knowing that mine can be Ed or Keith from flight training professionals and they're gonna make my uh my check ride miserable. I have no Oh yeah, question. we've already got two days yeah. set aside for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Once we it. finally get there. Yeah. But I'm gonna but, play that card, so don't mention this to them, okay? I'll say, hey, look at my look at my book, look what I've done. Uh, you know. So uh, don't tell them about uh, lively aviation. I'm gonna keep that little secret to myself. And anyone happens to hear this, so you can take advantage of it too. But uh but yeah, you, I don't you know. do know Ed listens to the show, right? No, he never listens. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Never. He wouldn't pay so, so, hey, Greg. Yes, you, Tom. Um, you know, the FAR AIM is updated every year. Uh-huh. So for you, which year should we get you one for oh, that would coincide with your with your checkride plans? Uh, would that be like, like 2024 or something I'll, like I'll that? Just, huh? I'll just get every year and decide, you know, and oh, okay. uh, throw Go it in a, li- a library of used FAR AIM. Exactly. Right? exactly. I'll get the tab okay. version from uh, Jeff, and then I'll throw okay. it in the dryer. Let it run for an hour or two, and uh, make sure they're good and worn. And uh, that that'll be uh, you know my ace card up the sleeve. That'll help He's just going to use the Mel Fisher method. Today's the day, but this year's the year. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I actually I have made some progress, and uh, maybe next week uh, you might actually hear from my uh, uh, from our AV doc uh, guy. You know, I'm getting some feedback possibly from the FAA to get my medical in in, uh, in place. But we hope to have an update for everyone next week. So I'm making progress. So I, Good I'm, for you. I'm probably going to make, uh, you know, need one of these books sooner as opposed to later. Hopefully we'll see what the FAA has to say about that. Uh, Tom Mansker, what do you think? I mean, do you, uh, I, I mean, have you ever had to use a cheat sheet like that? Do you, does that play to your advantage with all your flying that you've done in training? You think? Or what? No, you know, I'm I'm from the old school. You know, I'm I'm getting up during age. I I still have flashcards. Like on a triple seven, I had an eleven hundred and forty flashcards. Yes, and even and so he's old school. It. Yeah, I mean, I, do the flashcards? Do you kind of beat them up a little bit to make it look like they've been really uh, good and worn? Does that help when you're uh, checking out for a 
a big plane like that in the commercial well, world? You know, I use them during my checkout and get my typewriting on it. Yeah. But I use it all the time, too, when uh, when I gave IOA or check rides on a truck. Well, as a check airman, uh, what I would do every when I commuted from Orlando to Newark all the time, I would review one section, like one. It's a two-hour commute. I would do nothing but hydraulics on that way up there. The next time I was commuting up, I would do electrical systems or power plants because I'm going to have a new student, and they're looking up to me, and if they ask me a question, i got to make sure I know the answer. I'm not going to fumble around. They're going to say, oh, who, who's this guy? You know, he's a Czech airman. So, you know, you kind of had to set examples. So you always had to be – you always had to be right on your peak. So, so wait, uh, wait a minute. So he's saying the examiner actually needed a cheat sheet. This is a whole yeah. nother another level of bs that I, I didn't even consider but now I, I i think you're really onto something jeff you got you might have a bigger market than you realize all right we got more coming up on just plain radio just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying in the aviation lifestyle imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You're no saint. You got a free cab, you got a free room. Someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? I'm getting drunk on a plane. Buying drinks for everybody but the pilot. It's a party. Got the 737 rocking like a G. This is some sexy lean and poor and coke and whiskey toad. But now my condition got a little mild high flight attention. It's Marty Gras up in the clouds. I'm up so high, may never come down. I'll try anything to drown out the pain. They all know why I'm getting drunk on a plane. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along Captain Dennis. We have Tom Mansker, who just got an RV9. We'll get into that in just a bit. From AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. And uh, Jeff from uh, LivelyAviation.com has been helping us out today. Full crew. Uh, nobody's getting drunk on a plane, but, uh, you know, we're just talking about planes and flying them and that kind of thing. So I guess if you want to, you know, have a cocktail, you, you can legally do that. Uh, yeah, there's no rule in the regulations that says eight hours from bottle to microphone. True. It, but it's a best practice. 
No, it's not. It's actually better to be as socially lubricated as you can when you. No, that's uh, your appear. other shows. No, that's uh, pretty much for just plain radio too. It <laughs> well, helps. Then I missed that memo because yeah. I have only got Diet Coke here. Well, it's all. It's only for the host. I mean, if oh, I have a God, cocktail, okay. I can't talk. But everybody else, uh, the the more they drink, the more entertaining they become. <laughs> uh, nine times out of ten. All right, so um, uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, Jeff was nice enough, like I said, to help us out today. And uh, Jeff, you wanted to give a, a little uh, perk to just plain radio listeners, I guess, yeah. uh, on your services that you offer with these uh, with these uh, books, right? Absolutely. So wanted to thank the team and everyone for inviting me out for y'all's hospitality today. Uh, for any listener that's listening today, uh, I want to give y'all a 10% discount code. Just uh, upon checkout, enter, enter the code just plain radio, all lowercase for a 10% discount off of your purchase from us. And I appreciate y'all's there, time today. There, you bet. No problem. And that's very nice of you to offer that. So take advantage of it if you're so inclined to pick up on Jeff's nerd notes. Or I, I don't think that's the proper marketing way to describe it, but uh, a tab. But trademark but, that. You might use it later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, feel free. Feel free for sure. And, uh, so, yeah, but getting back to Tom Mansker's RV9, by the way, did you get your uh, test flight in or, or uh, made any progress uh, since our last show there, Tom? Or are you still uh, working on it? I'm still working on it. Actually, tomorrow morning. Uh, he's got some uh, leg pants and uh, new wheel fairings for the RV9 that he's got in the back of the hangar. So we're going to put them on tomorrow, do some sanding, fit them in there. Uh, oh, wait, hold got- on, hold on. This sounded like a personal problem. He <laughs> needs leg pants? Is- yeah, what? they're pants for to cover up their wheels. Uh, it's not a retractable gear aircraft. So he's got some new pants, and we're going to put the kind of make it a little prettier looking. Uh, just oh. I take You know, unlike the host of the show, we recommend you wear pants. Yes. yes. It's why it's a radio show. No one knows that we don't. Uh, it's clothing optional, uh, but that's a whole different issue. But uh, and we apologize in advance for the mental yeah. images that you all have. Yeah, yeah there's a visual I'm not going to lose for a while. Too late. All right. Time to get that barf bag out and read it, just like the uh, the lead in segment. Huh? Right, but he'll get his pants on, and then he's going to call Dennis and go fly uh, and get his uh, his cert on that RV nine. Is that right, Dennis? Is that the plan? That, that's still our plan. Um, once he uh, gets everything paper, taken care of with the paperwork, uh, he's already got the uh, the LOTA approved. I have a LOTA to be able to instruct in an experimental. So uh, we're all set from a paperwork standpoint. I'll just go fly out to Merritt Island, and we'll go uh, put three hours on an RV9 up and down the East Coast and make sure that Tom can land it, uh, sure he can handle the power failures, and we won't roll it inverted. Yeah. Are, are you going <laughs> to quiz him on any kind of rules or anything that he might need to pull out a book from and and uh, check the tab or no? A- absolutely. We're going to want to do that before we even get off the ground. We're going to go over all of the performance numbers and make sure that, you know, he's got all of that information. And we're going to make sure we try those out in flight and see, you know, does this thing really climb best at, you know, this airspeed and what is our best glide and things like that. We're going to make sure we have all of that committed. So that when we go out, we can do an effective uh, transition training. Fair enough. And uh, I don't know, Tom Ansker, what do you think? Have you been? Uh... I am all ready for, for, I am so ready. I got my emergency procedure. I already have my, uh, my, my little cheat sheet cards out here. I got the engine failure. Plus, I got it already memorized pretty much, you know, wing flaps up 80 knots, wing flaps down 70 knots, mm-hmm. movement speed 115, max glide 80 knots, uh, emergency failure during takeoff. Wow. Emergency failure. He's got it down. Second. 
And I for the record, you, you, you do I'm, plan to wear uh, pants uh, when I, you have uh, this happen. Well, I, yeah, I'm going to wear pants. They're, they're not <laughs> he doesn't do, sound yeah. very committed to it. <laughs> good luck with that, Dennis. Well, Shorts to, are acceptable, but it, you need to wear something. You can't hot. Donald Duck it. It's pretty hot in Florida right now, so I can see why he, he would hesitate. But uh, we better just change the topic because uh, I th- I'm starting to throw up a little in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Tom Haynes from AOPA uh, with us as well. And, uh, you know, he's kind of kind of former. I mean, still technically you're still consulting, right, Tom? I mean, sure. they call you like every day and they, Tom, can you do this? Tom, can you do that? <laughs> That's still happening at this well, point. Maybe not every day, but yeah, they're, uh, we're in touch. Frequently. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. Right. But I know one of the things you'd like to participate in is the, uh, the fly-ins, the big events that they do a few times uh, every year. And we got a couple coming up, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, uh, I was involved in kind of setting the event strategy before I retired in April, um, setting the event strategy for 2022. And among the things we changed was the way we, we used to do the regional fly-ins, and now we're calling them hangouts, and we're changing up the format a little bit. And we're going to kick, kick off the year. Uh, the first hangout of the year is at Feltz Field in Spokane, Washington, September 9th and 10th. And um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make that one, hmm. but uh, it'll be, uh, I think, a really nice event anyhow. With It's a beautiful area of the country. We, we had a fly-in there many years ago, and um, there's going to be camping uh, some great music, some really good food, and a much more relaxed, sort of laid-back environment than the hang than the the fly-ins that we used to have, which were very content intensive. And man, you showed up at nine o'clock in the morning, and and we were driving content down your throat right through five p.m. And then uh, you know we quickly um, maybe had a, a couple of cocktails, and then we're off into some more content in the evening. So yeah, um, we we decided that maybe people would like the opportunity to hang out. A little bit with one another, sure, and uh, and socialize and that sort of thing. So we've kind of um, relaxed the whole schedule a little bit, um, and and so I think people are really going to enjoy it, and hopefully more people will camp, and uh, because we're going to re- really bring camping front and center to the show instead of being shoved off in a corner somewhere, and uh, have campfires, and uh, we've got some cool evening events planned. Um, so yeah, so uh, look forward to people on the West Coast maybe heading up to Spokane September 9th and tenth and. Neck, your neck of the hood, uh, or your neck of the woods, uh, <laughs> in right. Tampa, November fourth and fifth. So uh, I hope you guys will come over and, and uh, visit. I will be at that one, so it should be a lot of fun. I love it. I, you know what? I think that is a great move. I mean, one of the big things about uh, the air shows, like Sun and Fun and Air Venture, is just going to the event and hanging out overnight in the campground with the other right. aviation enthusiasts. That's that's when. You know, the real camaraderie comes across and socialization, yep. I think, uh, part of, uh, of uh, what we love to do. It really comes, comes, uh, comes out big time. And I, I think tapping into that element and encouraging more people to camp, especially, uh, you know, at that time of year, Spokane, Washington, September, it ought to mm-hmm. be pretty nice weather. Uh, yeah, it should be great. Yeah, and even well, you know, and when is the one in Tampa again? That's November. Yep. It'll November cool off by then. 5th. Yeah, yeah first, first week in November, we should have most of the hurricane season behind us. Right, and um, weather at that point should be pretty comfortable in yep. Tampa. So, absolutely, should be a great time. Yeah, that that'll be great. What do you think, Dennis? That's just up I'm going to be there. I've, yeah. I've already got it on my schedule. That, that'll take you what five minutes or ten minutes to fly up from Fort Myers in your moon. If it's that. about 30 minutes, really? to be fair. Okay. But now now I got a dilemma. We're going to be camping there. Do I bring the motor home? Mm. Ah, where do you want to camp out under the wing? You know what? Bring the motor home for me, because I would rather go <laughs> clamping 
and uh, you you camp out under the uh, wing. Deal? Uh, no, because you know yes. how low the I wing is yes. to the ground on a Mooney? Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm getting pretty good just trying to figure out these landings. Increase altitude. Increase, Increase altitude. altitude. It always says it. No, I'm Increase trying to altitude. land. Terrain alert. I know terrain there's alert. terrain. I'm trying to terrain land alert. on the terrain. Terrain alert. Pull up. I will Pull not. Up. I am my Pull own up. person. Pull up. Terrain alert. Pull up. Terrain alert. Damn it. Landing unsuccessful. Yeah, I saw you, freaking dogs! Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, Dash Law, Captain Dennis. We have Tom Mansker with his RV9 with us today, too, from AOPA. Tom Haynes, Jeff Lively from Lively Aviation, hanging as part of the crew. It's a, uh, it's a full plane. we got plenty of uh, experienced pilots uh, on Just Plane Radio today to help out, and we appreciate uh, the extra assistance. Uh, Tom Haynes mentioned a couple AOPA events uh, that first week of November in Tampa, maybe Dennis and I and Mike, or I mean, uh, uh, Tom will head over there and participate in that one as well. But, uh, Tom, what about, uh, right, right a couple weeks later, there's another one. And, and what is different about that one for AOPA? Yeah, so for those in the middle of the country, uh, we've got an event, uh, November 17th and, and 18th in Fort Worth at, at Alliance Field. And um, that is, uh, it's called an Aviator Showcase. We did um, a couple of these last year, and it's kind of a different event. It's not a hangout. It's not a fly-in. It's, it's really uh, about a day and a half, really focused on, on, on product, uh, uh, aircraft, and avionics, and upgrades, and people in the market for, to buy an airplane or upgrade an airplane. This is a great place hmm. to go and see a bunch of new airplanes on display and talk in a sort of kind of intimate small environment because these are really designed for only a few hundred people yeah and um and the exhibitors the same thing very approachable because there's not gonna be a lot of people there and you can get really in-depth briefings from uh, the exhibitors about your favorite avionics systems or your you know electrical upgrades or or whatever so uh that's uh, like i said that's november 17th and 18th at uh, at alliance field in fort worth Cool, and, and but it'll have some of the same ha- hangar uh, or hangout type of elements as well. On top of that, it'll just that has it just has that extra element of avionics and and some more of those type of uh, vendors. On yeah, site. really, this is really meant to. It's a very focused show for those you know actively engaged in buying or upgrading. So there's no yeah. social events. Oh, um, okay, all right. Um, you know, they, they may have food trucks there, so you can just grab lunch uh, quickly. But uh, there is one seminar track, but it's all around how to buy upgrade and insure uh, and finance a new airplane. So very narrowly focused uh, seminar track as well. So kind of, it's very different than, than the other two. Well, uh, Dennis events. loves uh, avionic upgrading and that kind of thing in general. <laughs> That's his deal. And as far as uh, the financing for a plane, I'd highly encourage him to go and buy me one. So <laughs> there you go. You have your mission 
Uh, you, know, you need to get Captain Keith to go because you know we need his credit card. Mine's right. already yeah. tapped out with an engine overhaul. Well, I'll text you his, his phone number and you guys okay. talk amongst yourselves. Sounds great. Yeah. Now, uh, we have a couple other little uh, aviation news nuggets we want to share, uh, especially when it comes to viral videos. Uh, surely you've seen all these videos of the planes coming in real low. Which airport is that? In, uh, well, it's the one in Caribbean that we always see. It's the Princess Juliana Airport. Uh, where St. Bart's? Where is it again? Uh, St. Island. St. Martin. St. Martin. Uh, well, no, wait. St. Martin is the big jet that blows everybody away. That's at the bar. what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, I thought so. you were talking about that other uh, uh, other uh, runway where it's more of a commuter or business. That St. St. Bart's has got the other one where yeah. it's you got to land o- downhill, and right. so the airplanes cross and barely, you know, just about hit a car. But it's usually much smaller planes. This is right. big, big jets. Ah, okay. So yes. St. Martin is known for that. There's the bar at the end and you people go out and hang onto the fence and do all that crazy stuff. Yeah. But if you don't want to go to the Caribbean, we found out there's a new place or maybe it's just new to us. Uh, There's an island in Greece that has a similar uh, situation where the airliners are coming in right over the beach at extremely low altitude. Yeah. And uh, there's a video that's been making its way around social media for the last week or two of a Wizz Air uh, Airbus 321 coming in so close it knocked a few people down. Uh, It was just, you know, mere feet over their heads as it crossed the threshold. So, you know, very interesting. So if you want to go to Skiathos, uh, I'm probably probably abusing that. I'm, I'm not really good on Greek, but mm-hmm. uh, look it up. Uh, go check that one out. If you happen to be in the Mediterranean and want to go see some uh, airplanes up close, that might be a great place to go. Yeah. Well, uh, what what about that, that Tom Ansgar? Itinerary. You know, Tom used to fly these uh, big old seven, what, 787s or seven, which one? What, uh, Triple one. seven. Triple seven. So, yeah. did you ever fly into St. Martin where you're blowing people away at the bar there? Uh, well, it's, well, actually, it wasn't in the uh, triple. I was in a 7.5 or 7.6 before I went through triple. And yeah. we used to do that all the time. It was, they, they line up behind us, and I would purposely hold the brakes on sport engines to take off power before I release the brakes. And they'd, they'd, I'd they'd go crazy. Well, I around. mean, can you, can you actually see them? Like, see what you're doing? Or are you just like, oh, they're going to love this? <laughs> they're going to love this. Yeah. And I've had video. I've had. Uh, passengers and friends who are there and they, they watch me do a takeoff and yeah. you, you see somebody flying across the field or off the sandbar like 30 feet away wow. it's, it's pretty funny to watch oh i'm sure yeah as long as they don't die it's awesome uh unfortunately they've had some incidents uh too but you know hey it's uh you know yeah if you want to go get blown away by a jet i guess it's on you you know so yeah, tom uh, i have a question thing. for you as a as a former line check airman you know, you see those really low landings where they're just barely clearing the sand on the end of the runway. Is that actually necessary for those airliners, or is that the uh, a lack of training, or just a pilot dragging it in because they're not as polished on their procedures? Because shouldn't you be coming in on a stabilized approach and landing, you know, crossing the runway at fifty feet at uh, reference speed or something like that? Yeah, so that's just pilot technique on their part. Uh, our our SOPs at my airline was we'd come in. Uh, you actually touch down like one third way down the runway. Yeah, I could put it on the numbers. I'll demonstrate it to my IOE uh, uh, new guys, and I'll put it right on the numbers. But no, you don't come in that flat. It's just a technique they're using, just probably for the YouTube or putting it on the they want a video, but no, it's a stable. You don't come in and look, drag it in like that for, you know, for three or four miles. Not, not on purpose, all. at least. No. But uh, when when they run up, 
at the end of the runway there when they blow everybody away that are holding on to the fence and the posts and stuff. I mean, that's friggin' hilarious. I mean, the well, in that one, I, I can see that because you need every square inch of pavement. You know, any runway behind you is useless. Same with air in your fuel tanks, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's one thing with the people hanging onto the fence, but the best videos are the ones where the people are just, you know, out there on their beach chairs and they didn't realize they were uh, set up in the uh, jet path uh, exhaust. And, and all of a sudden, you just see them just blown out of their chairs and into the ocean. I mean, that stuff is classic. I mean, who doesn't like to see someone uh, take a fa- face plant? It's like, you know, that was popular before Jackass, even. You know, and it continues to this day. But you can do it now in St. Martin and, and evidently in, uh, in Greece as well. We don't have any kind of situations like that in the States. They wouldn't allow such shenanigans, I guess. Is no, that- we have too many lawyers. Yeah, that's probably that's probably yeah. the case. Yeah. Although, right. you know, Washington National Airport, um, the, right off of the, the northern end of, uh, of the runway there, there's a park, and and it's not quite like that, but it's pretty close. You know, yeah. their airplanes are coming right right over your head. Not so much on the takeoff; you don't get to that sort of same feeling because they're not that close. But uh, they are really close coming in over your head. You can you can feel the whistle. You can hear it, feel the air blowing by you, and the, even the wingtip vortices after it passes by. That sort of thing. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, most major airports, and even a lot of the general aviation airports, have some sort of a viewing area. I mean, uh, back in Minneapolis, uh, if you go to mm-hmm. Minneapolis International Post Road, um, has an actual uh, parking area at that parallels the runway that you can actually watch the planes coming and going on one of the main runways and there's just really nothing between you except the airport fence so you get a really close-up view and you get to watch them come and go there um the airport where i used to keep the mooney they actually built out a viewing area with picnic tables and a shelter and right off the uh, parking lot by the park sounds like date night i don't know yeah well hey i mean i can't think of a better place to go and have a picnic and watch some airplanes why not if he or she enjoys it it's like well that that's uh there's this one's a keeper i found the one and on that note we'll wrap it up till next time remember there's no better high than learning learning to fly Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.